Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 64 of Walk On Radio. We took a week off to enjoy our Christmas break, but we're back. Pump, how you feeling? I'm good, Dalton. Uh, you know, like like Dalton said, we, we took, a, took a week off last week. Uh, felt like there wasn't a ton of huge football going on last week, but this week, is much different. There is uh, there is some some big time football action coming up. So of course the big question is that it was Christmas time. So what did you get? Did you get anything interesting? And what was uh, what was your favorite gift? Oh man, I actually uh, actually cleaned shop this year. Uh, I uh, I got some good ones. I got a I got a Jonathan Taylor autographed helmet. That's pretty cool. I uh, got a lot of golf stuff this year. You know, I'm I'm I've retired now. Uh, the cliche thing to do when, when you retire from sports is, is play a lot of golf, and, and that's what I'm going to do. I enjoy it. Uh, and so, yeah, a lot of golf stuff. Got some cool, got some cool workout stuff. You know, I don't want to, don't want to get out, of, don't want to get out of uh, athletic shape, even though I'm not, not actually a uh, athlete anymore. Um, what about you, Don? What'd you get? So what we've started to do recently is every off season I try to get a new piece of my tattoo. I may I'm having an arm sleeve, and so uh, every Christmas my mom will will have a t- half a tattoo with me. So that's uh, that's the plan this year is uh, I'm getting a f- tattoo on my forearm. So that was pretty much my big gift. I got a couple other small stuff, uh, some more little decorations for my room and some clothes. But the big thing for me is my tattoo. Uh, really excited. I hope to be completed with it by the my last year. So uh, just trying to figure that out and get that all uh, situated. Santa, Santa did bring me a pretty cool uh, alternate walk-on radio hat. Oh, I saw those, and those are sweet. Maybe, yeah, uh, very, very cool. You never know. We might put that on the market one day. Uh, you know, maybe maybe that's our next our next item that we sell. So let's get into it. The first thing we need to talk about, and we didn't really get to talk about it last week because we didn't do the episode, but that's the FCS National Championship. The, the game has been decided. It is Montana State versus North Dakota State. Now, we're probably going to cover this more later than in the following weeks as it gets closer, but Hump, initial reaction, uh, Montana State, of course, the team that beat us to get into the National Championship, and then uh, they had to play one more team, South Dakota State, and of course, North Dakota State. How do you feel about this game? Are you excited? Do you think this could be an upset alert for the Bobcats, or is it another year, another Bison win? Yeah, Dalton. Uh, you know, I I picked Montana State to make it to the national championship uh, after they beat us. Uh, I, I picked North Dakota State to make it to the national championship, but I, you know, I, I think North Dakota State's good. I don't think this is the best North Dakota State team that we've seen, um, and I and I just Montana State's defense. Uh, Tommy Malott, uh, however you pronounce his last name, he, he's just really tearing it up for the Bobcats right now. And I, I don't know. I mean, they, we're they're setting a pick them this week because the game isn't until next week. But I just, I really see myself leaning towards the Bobcats. Yeah, I've said the last couple episodes, it still sucks. It's something that I, you know, I'd rather be there. I'd rather be playing in that championship. But the fact that Montana State is there. And, uh, you know, they had to go through us to get there. It makes me feel a little bit better. So I hope they can finish the deal. But it's really exciting. Uh, they get to play the game, the National Championship game, against the Bison, have a chance to dethrone the Kings. Uh, Tommy Touchdown and, and their stout defense, Troy Anderson. It's going to be really fun to watch. Uh, we'll keep up with it. And, of course, we'll cover more next week. The next thing I want to talk about, Hump, is COVID-19. Now, this is something that, you know, we thought was gone. And, of course, we knew that it wasn't gone, gone. But we kind of had a grasp on it. But all of a sudden, with the bowl games and, and everything going on, bowl games are dropping like flies. A lot of teams are opting out. And now there's a chance that if uh, the teams in the Final Four in the playoff have a COVID issue, they could end up just forfeiting. And if the national championship has a problem and both teams are out, they'll just void the national championship this year. Hump, what's going on? And uh, are you a little worried that there's a chance we won't have a national championship game? And this this could be for FCS too because – you never know. Montana State could have some positive tests, and we don't have an FCS national championship game. So, how, what are your reactions, and what, what's going on? Well, Dalton, you know it, it certainly is crazy at the moment. Uh, NFL, NBA, NHL, every sport right now is, is dealing with with COVID pretty heavily. Um, you know, with that being said, 
I just don't uh, I just don't see a game like the college football national championship or the semifinals or whatever. I just don't see a game of that magnitude being canceled. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that they would that they would change pets or find a way, but come on, man, are we we're not gonna play the we're not gonna play the college football national championship. I just I, that sounds silly to me. Um, you know, but on the other side of that, if a team were to have to forfeit it because you know they couldn't field a team. Um, you know, they get a, the, the other team would get a lot of backlash for winning that game due to COVID. And what I say to that is, you know, that's that's part of it. Part of part of being the best team right now is is doing your part to be able to get on the football field. I mean, we did it. We we in the spring of, of 2021, that's what we did. You know, we we didn't lose we didn't lose anybody to COVID. We were we were we were pretty safe all year. Uh, and, and that's part of it. That's part of the commitment. That's that's the commitment level that you have to have to be a championship team. And so, you know, uh, it's survival of the fittest. Uh, that that whoever's there in the end is going to win the national championship. Uh, and that's that's football. That's that's off the field stuff. That's COVID. Uh, that's that's the world we live in right now. Uh, and it is what it is. Yeah, it's kind of questionable. A lot of people are suspicious. It seems that. All of a sudden, teams are, are testing the whole team. Of course, there was a rule that if, if a certain amount of people get vaccinated, that they won't have to test. And it's just kind of it's kind of weird. A lot of players are asymptomatic, so it seems like the NCAA wants to change their their COVID rules. But it's too late that it's too late for that now. You're gonna have to do it next year. But uh, one of the funny stories is I know the Hawaii Bowl. Memphis was already in Hawaii. The game gets canceled, so they get about you know a few days. And they didn't have to worry about a game. They could just spend in Hawaii. So that was pretty cool for them. Uh, they probably got lucky out of the deal. Of course, you still want to play the game. Um, another thing, I know Texas A&M, they opted out of their bowl game. And a lot of people think that maybe they just used COVID as an excuse to opt out just because they didn't want to play the game. Um, do you think there's any truth to that? Or it's just one of those things where, you know what, they had too many positive tests. You just got to call it. Oh man, I mean, I have no idea on that. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call an athletic program a liar. Uh, I will say that I just, man, every every time I flip the channel or, or read on my phone what bowl games that day, I just, I, I just don't care. Um, I, I just the, the 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 mayonnaise bowl. The, I mean, what are we doing? I just <laughs> all, all of these. All of these six win bowl games, I just oh man, it's it's tiring for me. Uh, I have probably watched a total of two bowl games this year, um, so I don't I don't know man. I just I, I don't think players are into it. I don't know that coaches are into it. Got guys opted out so they don't get hurt for the NFL draft. It's just it's really just a shit show. Well, uh, I'll tell you, I bet you're going to be really excited because now the, the teams that are getting in as a replacement are four- and five-win teams. That, that's probably even better for you. And uh, you're telling me you don't like the mayonnaise bowl where at the very end the winner gets a mayonnaise bath? You don't like that? Well, I hate mayonnaise, so maybe that has something to do with it. Well, uh, don't worry because all the good bowl games are coming up, and, of course, we're going to do pick-up for all of them. And before we get into our, our couple bowl game scores, we have some other news that that kind of happened, and you've seen on Twitter. If you follow, if you follow Twitter, we all retweeted it. But Hump, University of Delaware is making some some power moves, and it involves some Sam Houston coaches. And of course, we try to keep you updated on that. So Hump, what's going on with Delaware, and uh, who are their new hires? You know, we uh, we talked about last episode. Coach Cardi uh, is going to be the head coach at University of Delaware. Well, he has brought with him Coach. Archer, uh, the receivers coach at Sam, he's going to be the tight ends coach uh, for, for Delaware. He's brought along Coach Rogers, the offensive line coach at Sam Houston. He's going to be the offensive line coach at the University of Delaware. And he brought a former Sam Houston Bearcat coach, Coach Haynes. Uh, he spent the last year at UTSA, and he is going to be the D-line coach at the University of Delaware. Yeah, so really cool news, and it's 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 weird. It's weird for me as a Sam Houston player because I never really had to, you know, have coaching changes. Uh, I had my tight ends coach, of course, was Coach Rogers when I first started playing, and then it became Coach Merck. But 
Coach Rogers was still in the program, so it wasn't like it was a complete change. I still saw Coach Rogers around. But this is going to be weird. It's, it's going to be a completely new season. We've talked about it, how everything's going to be different. Well, now the coaching staff is going to be different as well. But uh, I think this is a really cool thing for our offensive coordinator because you get to bring in your an offensive line coach, and you kind of see the trend nowadays that a lot of the, the offensive coordinator's right-hand man is an offensive line coach. And even on top of that, a lot of offensive coordinators are the offensive line coach. So, Hump, do you think this is a good thing for Sam Houston, uh, especially moving into Conference USA to kind of start fresh? Or is this something that we should be worried about going into the next season? Uh, I don't I don't think either of those words are, are fair. I don't I don't think it's a good thing for Sam Houston, but I don't I don't think that Sam Houston should be worried. Uh, I mean, you know, Coach Keeler, he 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 always hires good assistant coaches. Uh, and we know that because we've been there. Uh, and so they're going to find the right people for the job uh, and, and good people for the FBS transition. Um, you know, but you can't the, – the guys that are leaving Sam, Archer, Rogers, Cardi, you, you, can't, you can't fault them because this is an awesome opportunity. Uh, it's, it's a decision that they feel is best for them. Uh, and, and, you know, you just – you got to be excited for those people because they – they were great coaches. Uh, I, I really appreciate all of them. Even and Coach Hayes, I, he was awesome. Uh, so I'm, I'm very excited for them going forward. Yeah, great opportunity for those coaches. I'm really excited to see how they shine. It's the business of college football. You know, you're not unless you're in Alabama and you're Nick Saban, you're not going to stay one place forever. So you got to bounce around a little bit. So great for them. I'm excited. But I'm also excited to see who Sam Houston brings in. I uh, get to meet the new coaches. Of course, we'll keep you updated on that. Let's roll into some scores. We only have three bowl games because there's been there's a lot of bowl games going on, but nothing of real interest, as Hum said. So the three I wanted to talk about was the first one was the New Orleans Bowl, Louisiana Lafayette and Marshall. Louisiana Lafayette, they lost all their coaches, of course, going bouncing around, but they get the win anyways, 36-21. to 21. And I don't know if we talked about this, but one of Louisiana Lafayette's coaches used to coach at Sam Houston and now got a little upgrade. So Coach State, the old offensive line coach, He's going to Florida to be the assistant coach and the, the offensive line coach. It's really good good for Coach State. He was a great coach, uh, won a Super Bowl, and uh, he was really fun to have around. So congratulations to him. But uh, Louisiana Lafayette, without all their coaches, with a new coaching staff coming in, they get the win anyways, and they beat Marshall. Next up, we have the Miami Beach Bowl, UTSA, and San Diego State hump. UTSA had a chance to, to finish off their season strong, but fortunately they lose 38-24. to what do we expect out of UTSA next season? It seems like there's a lot of guys that are entering the draft or entering the portal for UTSA. So do we expect them to have the same season that they did, or it might be a, a slow year? Yeah, you know, they're moving conferences, so I don't I don't necessarily know that it's going to be the same year. But Coach Trailer, uh, he's a he's an East Texas high school football coach and, and now the head coach of UTSA. He's, he's the real deal, um, and I, he's going to recruit well. And I would not be surprised if UTSA is a team that for years to come is is a, is a bowl-eligible team. Next up, we have the bowl that I like to call the Battle of Florida. We have UCF versus Florida, the Gators. And uh, UCF with the win, 29-17, a way to solidify their season. They had a good run. And uh, Florida, you know, new coach, new, new season for them. They're going to have to bounce back. But uh, I don't know if you saw, but right before the game, Florida's quarterback said – you know, after this game, I'm entering the transfer portal. So he had one more go. Uh, it's kind of a cool, cool thing to do to before just entering the portal. He told them and he had one more game with them. Unfortunately, couldn't get the win, but uh, good luck to him. So it seems like we're gonna have a new, new quarterback for Florida next year. Gonna be exciting for them. But UCF with the win, and uh, that's it for the bowl games. The any interesting ones, but we we got some good ones coming up. But before we do that, we gotta talk NFL. And before we talk NFL, we gotta do your fantasy corner. And, uh, you know, I was really reluctant to do this. I didn't really want to talk about it. But, uh, you know, the Super Bowl is coming up for Walk On Radio. And I had a chance to be in it. And uh, here's the situation. I'm, I'm going to set it up for you. So I'm talking to Isaac. I'm glad that you're, explain- I'm glad that you're explaining <laughs> it because it, it, it burns me to my core that this happened. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't so want go, go, ahead tell, go ahead and tell the people, dog. So we had a situation where we had it set up. And I had the bye week, so I got the chance to kind of let my players rest. I was really excited. And then we got to the, the week, and I was setting it up. And the quarterback situation was tough for me. And it, it was foolish, but me and Isaac both decided that this is going to be a hard decision. We had Josh Allen, 
who who had a toe injury, and I know it's just a toe. It just doesn't really much. Aaron Rodgers been playing with a broken toe, but he was playing the number one defense, New England, and that got me worried because we've seen teams that's played New England and it's been rough. Their defense has been hot. They've been really good. Of course, they've been on this winning streak. They've been doing well, and my backup quarterback was Matt Ryan. And okay, I get it. It's Matt Ryan. He's not a he's not something that I should be super excited about. But he was playing the Detroit Lions. So in my head, of course, you can see what I'm thinking here. You know, we have Josh Allen, great quarterback, but could struggle against a good New England defense or Matt Ryan, who should shine against Detroit. And so me and Isaac went back and forth. We didn't really know what to do. And uh, I asked Hump because he was already eliminated. I said, Hump, what, what should I do? And he told me, don't ever bench your starters. Don't ever bench your studs. Play Josh Allen. And I was like, oh, man, he sounds right. And he's been doing this for a lot longer than I have. But me and Isaac decided on a, on a, on a vote that we're going to go with Matt Ryan. We're going to trust in him to, to throw it all over Detroit. And we knew we thought Josh Allen was going to struggle. And unfortunately, Josh Allen decided to score 34 points. And Matt Ryan decided to score, I think, like 18. Of course, I made the wrong decision. Uh, it would have mattered. I would have won the game. But uh, even if the rest of my team did pretty bad, Jalen Waddle did really well, but Alvin Kamara, man, you, five points is just not going to – you can't do that. You can't be your star and only score five points. But enough of that, Hump. Let's get to the fancy corner. Let's talk winners. Let's talk losers. You've already been eliminated from the walk-on uh, walk Super Bowl, but what's going on in your league? This is your time, and I want you to make – and I think we all know the answer – a fantasy football pick for the walk-on radio Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, well, Dalton, first off, thoughts and prayers out to you and Isaac. That is a, it's a tough way to, to go out on your first fantasy football season. Uh, you know, I know this sounds silly, but if you play fantasy football forever, you will always remember that. Uh, you know, you don't – nobody remembers things that happened uh, in the regular season with fantasy football, but there's still things in the Super Bowl in, in my personal league that, that I remember, uh, and, and I will forever. So – that was going to stink, but next year, you know, you're going to be out for vengeance. Uh, so good luck to you. But, you know, I'll go ahead and make my pick in the Walker Radio Super Bowl. Man, you know, it's Nicholas Wilson. He's a longtime fan. He, he's he's uh, in the top 15 of the pickups right now. He's in the Super Bowl of Walker, or the Super Bowl of Fans Football. So big fan, Nicholas Wilson. We appreciate you, but brother. You got a you got a big storm coming uh, this weekend against Tory Humphreys, my dad. His team is a literal juggernaut. Uh, I don't see any possible way that he loses. Uh, I mean, he's got, he's got Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup. I just I just don't see it. Um, so yeah, give me Tory Humphreys in the first ever Walk On Radio Fans Football League Super Bowl, uh, and that's that's fitting because he has been doing it for a very long time. But Dalton. Man, this week was my my semifinal in, in my home league, the league that I the league that I put the most time towards. And Dalton, I uh, man, I got the win. Uh, I'm headed to the Super Bowl. It's it's my. I, it almost makes my league sound shitty uh, when I say this, but this is my this is my ninth Super Bowl appearance in eleven years, <laughs> uh, which is unreal. Uh, it's a ten-team league, uh, and I would say I would say for the last eight years, it's been very competitive. Uh, people put a lot of work and, and time and effort into it, but I'm going for my seventh title. Um, so you know, I, I play my arch nemesis when it comes to fantasy. He's one of my one of my best friends. But shout out to Rel Turman, arch nemesis in fantasy football, no doubt. So I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be wired up this weekend. It's it's uh, it's a big one. So, Hump, any, any players in the NFL that really surprised you when it came to fantasy and anybody, you know, I, I can say a disappointment for you, Alvin Kamara, really let me down. But who are the winners this week? Man, uh, if you had a Cincinnati Bengal, uh, you probably did well. Uh, what a week for them and Joe Burrow. Uh, dude, big shout-out to Zach Prescott. He uh, he came alive, brother. What a, what a weekend. Uh, Debo Samuel, he continues his reign of terror. Uh, Nick Chubb, I play him in the Super Bowl this weekend. I'm terrified. He's a very good football player. Uh, yeah, man, other than that, 
there's no more get busy winning or get busy trying. If you're in the Super Bowl, it it this is this is it. This is it. One more chance to uh, to immortality, fantasy immortality. Uh, start your studs. Don't overthink it. Go with your gut and uh, enjoy it because uh, fantasy football Sunday is uh, fantasy football Super Bowl Sunday is a is a fun time. Yeah, really excited for my first season of fantasy football. Even if I didn't get to the Super Bowl, so I can only go up from here. And uh, you know, I was talking to Isaac about it after we lost. Right after we finished the episode, hump, you talked to me and you told me how bad my fantasy team was. And uh, you know, we thought it was bad. We we but waiver almost won the Super Bowl for us. We we kept getting waivers. We kept signing guys that we thought could make it, and uh, we ended up making it to the semis. So really proud of my team. Uh, and we can only go up from here. So I'm really excited. Another player that was a win, and I don't know if anyone has him on their fantasy team. He's not very good, but he decided to go off. That's Davis Mills from the Houston Texans. We're going to talk about that game. But, man, he uh, shocked the nation, put up 41 points. So let's talk some NFL, starting off with the Packers and the Cowboys. They didn't play each other. So, Hump, I'm going to let you go first. Cowboys got a big win, and uh, you know we you know on Twitter when the Cowboys win because Hump's going to talk about it. So go ahead. Here's your time. You beat the Washington football team, and uh, now you're proclaiming that this is the best team in the NFL. So let's hear your case. I'm proclaiming that this version of the Dallas Cowboys is the best team in the NFL. Uh, if if and, and everybody who saw the game, because everybody watches the Cowboys, um, if you saw the complete and utter domination that I saw on Sunday, offense, defense, special teams, then if you're not a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, you have to be concerned uh, because it was, man, in all facets of the game, it was awesome. Uh, Dak looked the best he's ever looked. Zeke, two touchdowns. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb making plays. The defense just continues their their reign of terror. Uh, the, the Cowboys all of a sudden have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Uh, the Cowboys blocked a punt for a touchdown. It was exactly what they needed. Uh, because uh, I'm, I'm just, you heard it here first. If that is, if that is the, the recipe that the Cowboys have going into the playoffs and in the playoffs, they are going to be virtually unbeatable. Now the two, the two big arguments, and I, I'm going to let you respond to it. And this isn't from me. This is what I've just seen on you know social media. Cause you're right. Everyone did watch this game. It, it's the Cowboys. You want to see them lose the first the first argument was you played the Washington football team. So what's your what's your response to that one? Well, my response to that one is that two weeks ago, Washington was was one of the hottest teams in the NFL. They they were on a five game win streak. Um, and again, I, you know that I am not I, I'm not Mr. Shrink the schedule uh, in the NFL. You know, it's it's all professional football team. Uh, but yeah, that's what you know. Okay, we didn't we didn't beat. We didn't beat the Kansas City Chiefs like that, okay? That, that's Yeah, that's a great argument. But how many times has, has a team scored 56 in the NFL? This isn't, this isn't college football, Bama versus Vanderbilt, okay? This is this is the National Football League, and the Cowboys scored almost 60 points and, and beat a team by, <laughs> by almost 50. Uh, that, 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 that doesn't happen. So that's just a, a different level of domination, and, and um, I, I would be concerned if I'm not a Cowboys fan. The next thing is, and the, the kind of question is, is can the Cowboys be this consistent? Because, you know, they've had good games. They've had some really bad games. So I'm a little worried. I, I need to see this happen again, but it, it was a great win for the Cowboys. Another thing people are worried about, and you, you never know. You know how coaching goes in the NFL. Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator of the Cowboys, a lot of people think after this season he's going to be looking for a head coaching job. He said he likes it here in Dallas. What do you think, Hump? Do you think – he could potentially find a new home next season, or he's gonna stay the defensive coordinator for maybe a few more years. I hope he's. I hope he's the Dallas Cowboys uh, head coach. Um, nothing against Mike McCarthy, but Dan Quinn is just. I mean, man. Obviously, we're we're playing well on defense, but there, there's been a massive turnaround uh, behind the scenes for for the defense. It seems. And the final thing about the Cowboys, we have Diggs. He's thrown what eleven intercept, or he's caught eleven interceptions now. Deion Sanders said he should be in the MVP conversation, even if he doesn't win it. What do you think? Do you think, because uh, it looks like defensive player of the year may be locked down, but should he be in MVP talks? Uh, I don't know about MVP talks. 
he, he certainly should be a defensive player of the year talks, but MVP for a quarter seems a little crazy. Uh, I, I still think it's I still think it's Jonathan Taylor, but Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady will probably be one of the two that win it. Uh, but uh, yeah, defensive player of the year. It, it's pretty fun that the Cowboys have two of the top three candidates uh, in in Diggs, uh, T.J. Watt, and uh, Micah Parsons. Yeah, it could be crazy. We could have a Cowboys Defensive Player of the Year and a Cowboys Defensive Rookie of the Year. But uh, MVP, it looks like it's going Aaron Rodgers if he keeps playing the way he is two years in a row. That'd be crazy. Let's talk about some Packer football. We got the win against Cleveland, 24-22. to You know, it was a little bit closer than it should have been. Baker Mayfield threw four interceptions, which is uh, good for our defense. We, uh, we look good even without Jair Alexander. Our secondary is surviving. But we're getting, we're winning a little ugly. We're winning these games a little too close for my my taste. Our offense starts off really hot every time, and then just the middle of the game, we just we just lose it. We just have three and outs. We're making mistakes, and so we got to keep it. We got to keep it going. We can't, uh, you know, all gas no breaks the whole game. You can't start off strong and then kind of, you know, slide through the rest of the game. But Aaron Rodgers is on fire. He broke the record. He broke the Packers touchdown record, beat passing Brett Favre. He threw it to the Lizard, Alan Lazard, who looked great. I love seeing him back. Devontae Adams looked great, of course. And then our running game. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon is just a two-headed monster, and uh, they both are good at what they do. A.J. Dillon just runs people over and gets extra yards. Aaron Jones, he's quick. We, uh, We like to put him in different spots and let him catch the ball a little bit. But, man, we just look good. We look like the number one team right now. And, uh, you know, we could say the same argument that I said about the Washington football team. Well, you played Cleveland, who was pretty beat up because of COVID. Baker Mayfield arrived at Lambeau Field, you know, early that morning. But um, there's no excuses. Winning's hard. And uh, we have the number one seed. We got to hold it. We got to win out. Cowboys have a big game that can decide. And uh, we got to beat the Vikings. But uh, it's getting close. A lot of people think in this situation, oh, should you bench your starters? You know, should Aaron Rodgers wait? He's He's got the broken toe. Should he sit out until playoffs well no because we want that first round by we need that first round by especially for rogers toe so you got to keep winning and the cowboys got to keep losing but packers with the big win against the cleveland browns 24 to 22 let's roll yeah and that's what i was gonna that's what i was gonna say dalton is is this year and last year with with there only being one by now he it's not really possible for teams to sit their guys uh in week 18 because even if the Packers you know are going into week 18 with the bye that they the lead is not big enough uh they, they cannot rely on on Jordan Love to get a win in week 18 and and the Cowboys the Bucks the the Cardinals or the Rams not to catch them you know yeah and it, it's tough because Rodgers is at the point now where you know he has, he's had a broken toe for a few weeks and he's been playing on it but he got stepped on this week, and oh, I mean, it looked bad. Yeah, it looked like I got nervous, and it's at any point, at any time that toe could just give out. So you need, we need that first round buy so he gets at least a week break because it's just gonna, it's hard, it's hard to play. You know, you gotta play Dallas, you gotta play maybe Arizona, you gotta play the Rams. These are all really good teams in the NFC, and it's just we need that week. But of course, the Cowboys also need that week. They're pretty beat up with injuries. So it's a fight for that number one seed, and it, it seems pretty open right now. Let's roll into some scores. First up, we have Tennessee and San Francisco. Tennessee with the win, 20-17, with a game-winning field goal. San Francisco hump. You know, we we talked about Tennessee maybe making it, but San Francisco's kind of in the hunt right now. What do you think? Hey, are they going to finish strong? I, I like San Francisco. Uh, I don't love Jimmy Garoppolo, and, and he just got injured. And I do not see him playing this week, so it looks like we're going to get a heavy dose of Trey Lance. But as long as he can get the ball to Debo Samuel, San Francisco 49ers and their solid defense are going to be just fine. I, I definitely think that they are a a very potential playoff team. Next up, we have Indianapolis and Arizona. Indianapolis with the win, 22-16. to This was a good game. Two really good teams, Arizona and Indianapolis. Hump, the AFC seems a little bit more open. You, you have the Chiefs. Well, I guess not. You have the Chiefs. You have Buffalo. You have New England. Where does Indianapolis fit in this situation? Do you think there may be like if you had to rank these AFC teams right now, where would you put Indianapolis? Yeah, so I actually I actually looked at this the other day. Um, I think the NFC there are I think there's five teams that can win the NFC. Uh, the AFC 
I think Kansas City can win it. I think Buffalo can win it. And I think Indianapolis can win it. Uh, so I would put them third uh, ahead of the Patriots. I just The Patriots don't have the firepower to do this. Uh, they're they're going to be good for years to come. But the Colts, the Bills, and the Chiefs are, are the three teams that, that have a shot to win the AFC. And looking at the Colts, what's your opinion on, on this Carson Wentz project? You know, do you bring him in? Do you want him to kind of fill that spot? Phillip Rivers retired. Is he is he the answer for the Colts? Of course, they rely on Jonathan Taylor in the run game, but is Carson Wentz the guy you want for the next couple of years, or is he just kind of a, a guy for now, and they're going to find the future later? You know, I, I actually think that he is the guy for, for a couple of years. Uh, you know, obviously, if a, if a different opportunity presented itself, maybe you look at it, but I think Carson Wentz has done fine. Uh, you know, they, the Colts started off slow, but you know, they've, they've been really good. They've been one of the best teams in football uh, of recently. And so, I, I, you know, that a lot of that's to do with Jonathan Taylor, but a lot of that's to do with Carson Wentz as well. Next up, we have the Los Angeles Rams and the Minnesota Vikings. The Rams with the win 30-23. to The Vikings are a team that we always say that they're one of the best, worst teams. They, they play really well. But they just can't finish it off. The Rams, they, uh, they're getting ready for a good playoff run. they got to figure it out. Hump, Odell Beckham Jr., a player that we did not, did not expect, you know, we were a little worried about him. Ended up, uh, he's doing pretty well in the Rams. He's got four touchdowns uh, since he's played or started playing for the Rams. Do we think, uh, do we think OBJ can go back to his giant days, or do you still kind of uh, on the on the hater train? Uh, you know, I am I am not a huge Odell Beckham fan. Uh, I he you know, props to him for for doing well. Um, at the Rams, uh, I think it's probably more of a, I think it's probably more of a product of Cooper Cup. Teams looking at Cooper Cup a lot, um, but you know, good good for him. I, I, he's obviously a talented guy. Uh, I don't know. I, he's not my favorite dog. I'll be honest. I, I think that he's a cancer to teams. He's never he's never had a never had a situation that worked. Uh, so you know, when when's something gonna happen for for the Los Angeles Rams? You know. And the next question, Hump, you have the Rams and you have the Packers. These are two teams that have eliminated the Cowboys in the playoffs in you know, recent years. Of course, you have the Packers with the Dez didn't catch it and the game-winning field goal. And then the Rams when uh, their backup running back decided to go off for 200 yards. Hump, right now, if you had to play the Rams or the Packers in the first round, who would you rather play? Well, I, so are, are we at home, I assume? Because right now the Cowboys are the second so are we at home yeah we'll give you we'll give you the home field advantage okay well then i i mean i would i would rather play the rams uh still well i can either answer even if if we were on the road or we were we were at home i would still rather play the rams uh i think that you know i think the rams as a whole are are as good or better than the packers but but they don't have aaron Rodgers, uh, and i'm 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 bad enough to admit that 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 the cowboys have had a, a true struggle with aaron Rodgers. Uh, and I, I, I full wholeheartedly think that the Cowboys roster is, is better than Green Bay's. Uh, but we got to get over that hump of, of beating Aaron Rodgers. And so, I, you know, right now, the way I see it, I think the Cowboys are going to get a, an easier game in the first round. Uh, I think that they're going to play a good team in the second, like, like the Rams. Uh, and then I think we're going to have to go to Lambeau in the NFC Championship and, uh, and take down Aaron Rodgers. And that'll that'll truly be a fun one. Yeah, it'll be a really fun game. It'll be stressful for both of us. Um, I know that whoever wins that game, oof, we're gonna, we're going to hear about it. And if the Cowboys win, I might move out of Texas um, <laughs> and just escape because you're not the only fan that I have I've bickered at. But uh, we'll have to see. We got to get there, and the uh, playoffs are coming up, so we're getting ready for that. Next up, we have the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants. The Eagles with the win, thirty-four to ten. Jake Fromm gets his first start for the Giants and uh, plays terrible. So Mike Glennon, the the super net, comes in. The Giants are just bad. <laughs> they uh they need a lot of draft pick, a lot of help. But uh maybe they can figure it out. The Eagles though, the Eagles have a chance to make it in the playoffs. So Hump, are the Eagles in or the Eagles out? Yeah, it's looking like uh, it's looking like the Eagles are going to be in because uh, they play they play Washington this week. I think they'll beat them. Uh, of course, they play Dallas next week. Uh, so I don't I don't necessarily see them beating the Cowboys, uh, but 
you know, that that would probably be enough win with a win this week against Washington. So, boy, that would be interesting. Uh, and, I, and I'm hoping they do because if we finish second and they finish seventh, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are coming to town. And then similar to the Carson Wentz question, Jalen Hurts has been on the hot seat these last two seasons. Hump, has he done enough to stay the quarterback, or you still think they're going to find another answer? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I I think that he's probably the guy. Uh, he's a bit inconsistent. Uh, but unless unless they get Deshaun Watson next year, I'm I'm thinking that I'm thinking that Jalen Hurts is the guy. Next up, we have Baltimore and Cincinnati. Cincinnati with the win, forty-one to twenty-one. Joe Burrow decided to go off. He said he's here. Um, I'm ready to win. Cincinnati trying to get in the playoffs, and Baltimore's trying to survive as well. They uh. They got pretty beat up with COVID. They lost a lot of players. That Joe Johnson in a quarterback, uh, he's a true journeyman. He's been everywhere, but wasn't enough. Cincinnati gets the win, 41-21. Good for Joe Burrow. He's uh, He wants to make the playoff spot. Next up, we have Buffalo, New England. This was a big game for me. Uh, I wanted to see Josh Allen struggle, so I didn't look stupid. But unfortunately, he didn't. 33-21, to they get the win. Uh, Buffalo, they're, they're another team trying to fight to be the top team in the AFC. But uh, the Chiefs have something to say about it. The Chiefs get the win, thirty-six to ten against Pittsburgh. Hump, it's been uh, it's been hard to watch Pittsburgh recently. Yeah, they're bad, man. Uh, Big Ben is worse. Uh, it's it's definitely time for him to hang it up uh, because it's bad. It's bad, and I, I I definitely do not see Pittsburgh making the playoffs. Um, I think that this is the end of the road. Next up, we have the Los Angeles Chargers and the Houston Texans, and man. We talk about wishy-washy, and we talk about the Chargers all the time, but this is just unexcusable. 41-29, to 29, what happened? You already know what I'm going to ask. Is this a good Texans win or a terrible Chargers loss? I think it's a horrendous Chargers loss. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a part of the season where wins are everything and, and you're trying to make the playoffs, uh, this, is, this is pretty unexcusable uh, out of the Chargers. Now the question is, Chargers, are they still in, or is there a chance they could be out? I, I think they're still in, uh, but there there's definitely a chance that they uh, they choke this off and, and miss the playoffs. And they're they're way better than that. They they should not miss the playoffs, but you know they're they're pretty wishy washy, Dalton. Uh, so you better get your Chargers in check. Next up, we have the Chicago Bears and the Seattle Seahawks. Chicago with the win, twenty five to twenty four. The Seattle Seahawks have been eliminated from playoff contention. It's weird to say that's something you normally don't hear about Seattle getting eliminated, but uh, they've had some injuries. Russell Wilson's been in and out, but uh, Chicago with the win, good for them, fighting for fighting for nothing. They uh, they got nothing to win, but you know what? You gotta get the wins anyways. Next up, we have Tampa Bay and Carolina. Tampa Bay, thirty-two to six. Panthers are bad. Hump. Talk about quarterbacks. Talk about the answer or not. Starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton. Yes or no? Is he just a fun experiment to have him back in Carolina, or you got to give uh, him credit? The rest of his team is bad. No, no, no. This is this was not a fun experiment. This was just a a, a cry for help. Uh, it did not work. Sam Darnold don't know that he's the answer. Cam Newton's definitely not the answer. Uh, so the Panthers, they uh, they need a quarterback for sure. Well, it looks like the draft will be uh, something that they're going to look at. Maybe they'll sign a player. You never know. we got to keep up with that. Maybe the Carolina will end up getting Deshaun Watson. I know that's a place he was interested in going in, but you never know. Next up, we have Las Vegas and Denver. Las Vegas with the win, 17-13. to Man, Las Vegas has been squeaking out some wins. So we have a double in or out, Las Vegas and Denver. You know, personally, I don't know that either of them will make the playoffs. Uh, I think I think the Raiders have a better shot than Denver, just given Denver's quarterback situation at the moment. Uh, but you know, I don't I don't see either team doing much in the playoffs uh, if they were to make it. So uh, yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. Next up, we have Atlanta and Detroit. Atlanta with the win, twenty to sixteen. Uh, I needed Matt Ryan to have a big game. He didn't, but they got the win anyways. Good for them, Detroit. They're, they're going to have a good draft pick this year. Hopefully they can they find the right guy for them. Then we have the New York Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars. An awful game. The Jag- or the Jets with the win, 26-21. Zach Wilson showed some signs. Maybe there's a chance. So, Hump, another question regarding quarterback. Zach Wilson, 
Is he out, or you know, are they going to give him a few more years to to try to show himself? I definitely think that they need to uh, let him let him go a little more. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that he's had a I don't know that he's had a great showing yet or a great opportunity to show uh but i I definitely i definitely think that the jury's out on on him and then finally we have miami and new orleans new orleans had a new quarterback ian book their fourth quarterback of the season getting his first start of the year and uh didn't work out for him 20 to 3 miami gets the win hump and of course the schedule miami's been given a great schedule but it went from 0 and 7 to now 7 and 0 is Miami, are they a threat in the AFC? No, they're not. Uh, they're not a threat, but, but certainly what, a, what an awesome turnaround. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to make the playoffs now, it seems. Uh, their defense has, has played really well. Uh, Tua has, has done well since their 0-7 streak. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I mean, good, good for them. I, I think that they do make the playoffs, but I don't, I don't really see them doing much. All right, well, that's enough for the uh, the NFL scores. Uh, getting close, getting close to the Super Bowl and the playoffs. So you got to win the rest of the games you want to get in, solidify your spot. Let's roll in some pick-ems. We have some really good bowl games. And, of course, we got one big NFL game, starting off with the first pick-em, the Peach Bowl, Pittsburgh versus Michigan State, which was at first a really fun game. But, unfortunately, we had some opt-outs. Uh, I know Sam Pickett is gone. Kenneth Walker is gone. But still a good game anyways, Hump. You going with Pitt or you going with Michigan State? I'm going to be honest. I did not realize that both of those guys were opting out. Uh, that is, that is, oh, that sucks. I just, I really hate where college football is at uh, right now. But uh, give me the Spartans. Um, I just, I don't know that Pittsburgh can win it without Pickett. Uh, and so I will, I will take the Big Ten team here. Uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll go Michigan State. Yeah, I want Michigan State as well. Uh, I think I think Pitt wins it with Sam Pickett, but unfortunately they don't have him. But Michigan State doesn't have Kenneth Walker, their best running back. So it's kind of an even matchup. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Spartans. They had a, a seemingly had a better season, tougher opponents. Give me the Spartans here. Next up we have the Fiesta Bowl. We have Oklahoma State versus Notre Dame. Now you never know. This could be a situation where Oklahoma State feels like Georgia when they played Texas in the Alamo Bowl and just kind of throws in the towel. You know, they, they didn't make it in the playoffs. They just kind of want to get through with it. And Notre Dame, a team that, that's hungry, maybe they're fired up. You never know. And you never know with COVID. Maybe certain players will, will they'll lose certain players. There's a whole bunch of variables. But, Hump, you're going with the Cowboys here. You're going with the Fighting Irish. Man, uh, <clears throat> this one, I, I'm making this pick for the, uh, for the Fighting Irish because of their coaching situation. I think that they are going to play with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, you know, Brian Kelly left uh, their program with, with a shot to still go to the national championship. They did not make the national championship, but I think that the Irish have something to prove. I think that I think that they're going to beat the Cowboys pretty handedly. I'm going with Oklahoma State here. Uh, it depends if Oklahoma State shows up fired up and uh, mad that they that they lost to Baylor and they and they want to prove everybody that they're good. I think they're going to come out and win this game, but. Uh, I don't know, man. We've seen it before. We've seen teams kind of just kind of have fun and throw in the towel. But I'm going with the Cowboys here. I think they can pull it off. Uh, they had a really great season, and uh, I've picked them a lot of times. I love the Cowboy backs. I love their jerseys. Um, so I'm going with Oklahoma State here. But Notre Dame is a tough opponent, and it's going to be a really fun game. Next up, we have the Rose Bowl, Utah versus Ohio State. Ohio State has had a couple opt-outs due to the NFL draft. And uh, and a couple transfer portal guys, so Ohio State might be a little beat up, but they're still the Buckeyes. But they're playing a good team in Utah. So Hump, who's winning the Rose Bowl? Yeah, so I saw I saw that they had their two best receivers opt out, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Uh, fortunately, they're still Ohio State. I'm sure that they have plenty of other options. Uh, so give me the Buckeyes over the Utes in this one. Uh, it, it's the Rose Bowl. This is this is. Probably the most storied bowl game that there is, uh, and so um, I am excited to watch this one. So give me, give me the Buckeyes. I'm actually, uh, I'm flipping on this one. I'm going upset Utah. I just, I feel it. They're a team that that beat Oregon handedly, and uh, I think, I think with Ohio State losing their two best receivers, it's going to affect them. And I think Utah comes out fired up at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. I think they're going to get the win and surprise a lot of people. They've done it already. They've done it in past seasons. 
It's going to happen. Upset alert for Utah. Uh, go Utes. Next up, we you're have just, the, you're just trying to you're just trying to catch the pick'em champ. Yeah, I know. I'm uh, I'm kind of behind. It's not looking good. I need to have a, a good season or a good uh, good week, and we got to have some different picks here. And I'm feeling it. It's coming up. These these next couple ones, you, I could see a few different picks. Next up, we have the Sugar Bowl. Baylor and Ole Miss. Matt Corral said he's staying. He's playing with his brothers. He's gonna finish out strong versus a good Baylor team that surprised everyone beating Oklahoma State. So Hump. You going with Ole Miss or you going with Baylor? Man, I, I'm going Ole Miss in this one. Uh, Matt Corral, he's a fun player to watch. Him and Lane Kiffin are a match made in heaven. I think Matt Corral could potentially be the number one quarterback drafted in, in next year's NFL draft. So uh, give me give me the Rebels here uh, over the Bears. Great great season for Baylor, no doubt. Uh, went went a lot farther than people expected, but uh, give me uh, give me the running Rebels. Yeah, I'm going with Ole Miss as well. I think with Matt Corral staying for the game, it uh, it changes everything, and it makes Ole Miss just as dangerous as they were in the regular season. So give me Matt Corral and Ole Miss. They're going to dominate. They're going to throw for maybe 70. But uh, it's going to be a fun game. Baylor, Baylor's got a good defense, and they have a really good run game, really interesting uh, run, run offense. So it could be exciting, but uh, I think Ole Miss is going to win with the offensive power. All right, next up we have one of the big ones, the Final Four, the Cotton Bowl, Cincinnati versus Alabama. Can Cincinnati do it? Can they surprise everyone and beat beat the superpower Alabama hump? You kind of have to pick Cincinnati here. You have to pick your Bearcats with a C. So this is going to be interesting. Do you put your pick em record on the line, or are you going to go with your heart with your team? So do you have the Bearcats with a C, or do you have the Crimson Tide? Well, I, I, get, I get where you're coming from, but I also disagree with what you're saying. I picked Cincinnati to make the playoffs. I was a huge advocate for them to make the playoffs. I picked Alabama preseason to make the national championship, so I, I'm I'm got a chance to go two for two here on that note, um, you know. But I'm I'm going to be rooting for Cincinnati heavy. I'm going to be rooting for Cincinnati heavy this weekend. I uh, would love to see the Bearcats do it um, and and prove a lot of people wrong. Unfortunately, I am taking Bama here. Uh, I know, I know, a lot a lot of boo boos coming coming my way for that, but. Give me the Crimson Tide. Um, the, the only note I want to make is that if and potentially when Alabama kills Cincinnati, I don't, I don't want to hear any. I don't hear any flack thrown towards Cincinnati's way that they didn't deserve it, that uh, it should have been a different team there, any of that, because Alabama is Alabama, and they would do that to Oklahoma State, they would do that to Notre Dame. And they would do that to anybody else other than Cincinnati. So don't don't give me that. Don't play that card. Uh, Cincinnati is a very very deserving football team. They deserved this fourth spot, uh, and so I, I, it's going to be a fun game. But give me the Crimson Tide. Yeah, I'm really worried. I hope this game ends up being close because I know that if Alabama destroys Cincinnati, not only is Cincinnati going to hear it, but Group of Five, and this may never happen again, just because you know if, if Alabama blows them out. So I hope it's a close game. I'm going with Alabama as well. Unfortunately, I think, uh, you know, the run was great. They proved me wrong. They proved all the haters wrong. But uh, Alabama's here. They're going to go to the national championship game. But uh, I guess you never know. All it takes is one positive COVID test for Cincinnati to go ahead and win. But uh, it's got to be a close game. I hope they don't blow them out. And so we don't have to hear that group of five will never make it into the final four again. Fingers crossed. But Alabama gets the win here. They're going to the national championship. And then next up, before we get into the next final four game, we have an NFL game. Of course, it's the Arizona Cardinals versus the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas got to win this game if they want that bye week, depending on other things that have to happen. The Cardinals, they want to upset. It's not, I don't even know if it could be an upset. These are two great teams. They've had great seasons. So, Hump, I think I know the answer here. But Cardinals, Cowboys, who you got? Don, you know who I'm rocking with, brother. Uh, this is a big one for the Cowboys. Uh, a Truly a statement game. We're at home. There's two games to play. Home field advantage is on the line. Cowboys are coming off one of their best performances of the entire year. And the Cardinals, they're, <laughs> they don't look great right now. They, they've lost, I think, three in a row or, or something like that. Um, and so definitely give me the Cowboys here. I, 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 I'm going to be all hands on deck for this one. Need a, need a big win. Uh, let's go Cowboys. I'm going with the Cardinals here uh, based surely on the fact that I, I want the, Cow- the Packers to keep their first round bye. And the Cowboys are very close, and uh, I just want to secure my spot. So I'm going with the Cardinals here. They are my team, anyways. Uh, you got Kyler, 
He's just throwing it around. Uh, I did have James Conner on my fantasy. He was uh, doing really well. Christian Kirk. So give me the Cardinals here. Need a need a win for them just to kind of eliminate the Cowboys from the first round bye. But of course, if the Vikings beat the Packers, it's still up for grabs. So go Cardinals. This is where I need my team to shine the most. And then finally, we have the game of the week, the Orange Bowl, Michigan versus Georgia. Georgia, the team that was seemingly number one for a long time until Alabama came and played them versus Michigan, the team I, I was begging to, to, to beat Ohio State. They get the win. They get into the Final Four. Well, Hump, is Michigan going to complete the dream and get to the national championship, or is it still go dogs? Again, Dalton, uh, this, this is a situation where I'm rooting for Michigan wholeheartedly. I would love to see uh, Coach Harbaugh and the Wolverines make the national championship. Um, and, and that's even after me and you poked a lot of fun at them uh, this season. Uh, so I hope the Wolverines make it, but I am taking the Georgia Bulldogs. I think that after the SEC championship, a lot of people saw that, that there was going to be a rematch down the road, and, and I think so. Um, well, you know, we'll, we'll give our national championship picks another time for, for another episode, but give me, uh, give me Georgia over Michigan, uh, but I, I do think that this is going to be a great game. Now, Hump, it's been uh, it's been clear that I've been rooting for Michigan for a long time this season. Uh, I pick them every time I can. Uh, I've been cheering for them. I've been voting for them. Well, unlike you, you uh, you you had your team and you turned your back on them. I'm not going to do that. So I'm going with the Michigan men here. The big key is can Michigan run the ball on Georgia's defense? And a lot of people don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I'm really excited to see if they can do it. If they can pound the rock like they did against Ohio State, it could be a, it could be a good game. Now, is Georgia's defense, Ohio State's defense? No, they're much better. Probably the best we've ever seen in history. But Alabama could beat them. I think Michigan can beat them. This is it. This is the year. Jim Harbaugh is going to get to the national championship. He's going to win. We'll have to see about that. But going with Michigan here in the, in the upset, the Michigan men will move on. Hump. Great episode. We got a lot of playoff talk, a lot of championship talk, talk, bowl talk coming up. You know, you got the New Year's coming. Any last words before we finish this episode? No, Dalton. It's a big week. Uh, good luck in your fantasy football championships if you've made them. Uh, enjoy watching the college football playoffs. Enjoy watching the the NFL continue to like and listen to Walk On Radio. Uh, you know, it, it's been a, it's been a fun year for Walk On Radio. This is this has been. It's it's certainly been a dream uh, how far and how big this has gotten. So we appreciate you guys. Happy holidays uh, from Walk On Radio, and, and hope to hope to see you next time. Yeah, of course. Follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. Hats will be coming back soon. Buy your hats. Listen to us on anywhere: Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give us five stars. Leave us a review. This episode is brought to you by the Bleed Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. And of course, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.